0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Under Further Review. I'm Hara, that's Mike. (gasps) (laughs) And uh, we're super, super excited to bring our guest in today. Our our sweet, sweet friend, creator of the show with me, Andrew Lemieux, is joining us. We haven't seen or heard from him in a really long time, and I just thought, fuck, I miss that guy. Yeah. So we're going to talk about. It. We're we're kind of actually going back to. I mean, format-wise, you know, for for those of you who've been listening for, God, now the four years that this show has been going on, um Andrew and I used to be like a very topical show and talking about like news of the week and events of the week and plays of the week and that kind of thing and. Um, we don't fully go back to that but I feel like you know correct me if I'm wrong Mike I feel like it does kind of glisten with remnants of of what we used to do on the show am I wrong there
1: yeah there's like little bits of do if you will like a Mm -hmm. glistening do
2: yeah yeah a do (laughs) no
0: god that sounds terrible no but um but it was a really great conversation. And, and, you know, it was cool too. I mean, one of the things that I always think about when I think about the early iterations of the show is, you know, I always felt like we needed to do things differently than everybody else did. And I've talked about this before, but one of the things that Andrew told me when, uh, and, and before he moved on from the show, he constantly was reassuring me that we were already, we were already different than stuff that was already out there because we were 50% female. And so I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot this week and it's going to be like kind of hard to talk about what I'm, I'm basically, Mike, I'm asking you to be my therapist here. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to talk about this without getting into too much detail about a project that I'm working on. Yeah. on my mm-hmm. job, but there was a lot of big news in the NWSL this week. Um, I think it's, I think I can at least say that the project that I'm working on has to do with uh, women's sports leagues and mistreatment. And um, it, it all kind of, came to a head, I won't say it started, but it really came to a head this past week when Paul Riley, who's the head coach of the North Carolina Courage, was accused in a really respectfully and thoughtfully written expose um, feature by Meg uh, Linehan of The Athletic of um, sexual coercion and emotional abuse, among other things. And um, it's like, it's just really just continuous praise and uplifting to the, the um, survivors who spoke out and also just like completely unsurprising at all. And, and I think like, you know, the NWSL doesn't get a whole lot of headline. I mean, the reason I want to talk about it, Mike is, you know, obviously it was a big story for me on my Twitter timeline as someone who follows women's sports, it kind of rocked my world a little bit. And I feel like no one is talking about it. Like there was like a, a moment on ESPN and it's in the ticker. And I just don't understand. Maybe it's because we are all so desensitized to these
2: kinds of stories at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: We are. That is that, a technical term. We are, I, you, how many episodes was it? Have I gone through without talking behavior? It's been like three, four. It's no been a time. few.
0: It's been a few. Yeah.
1: We, 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 so I actually went on Facebook, rant about this, like during, like, uh, after, you know, the movements after George Floyd and all of that about the difference between desensitization and habituation. And I think some people rolled their eyes at it, but it's like a fair delineation because Desensitizing means you are desensitizing, which infers that you at one point were sensitized and/or had an emotional response to something. An habituation is that you are exposed to something so gradually at a certain, usually at a young age, or it not technically, but usually in those cases you're habituated um, at like primitive times of your life, whatever, and that you never were really sensitized to begin with. Um, And so when we say desensitized, we're implying that at one point we were sensitized and or had an emotional response to these events. And the argument I have is, did we ever care? Mm. And if we didn't, we are not desensitized, we're habituated. And I get, no one actually cares about the difference, but when you say desensitized, when people say desensitized, it implies that we ever cared. And if we did care, we probably wouldn't be having the same problems we had before. Um, And so that brings me to the fact that we're more so habituated than anything. And I think you are so upset and frustrated is because we never actually cared, because we wouldn't,
0: we as a society.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like we as a whole, like never cared or else we wouldn't actually be in the state we're in.
0: I, I, yeah. And and I, I appreciate that particularly in this context, because, because again, this isn't the first instance of this and it will, I mean, God, uh, who knows if it will be the last, you know, it's been, I will say, if anything, it's been inspiring to see other women's leagues throughout the world in their reactions to this coming out and supporting these players and also sharing their own stories. But, you know, when we, when we look at women's soccer in America, let's just use women's soccer as an example. As that sport. Um, you know, you see the headlines and the news stories about the US women's national team and their fight for equal pay. That tends to be kind of the blanket of what is covered in the women's soccer landscape by the mainstream media that also covers men's sports. And particularly when you consider, you know, forget America. In the world, this game has some of the highest ratings globally of any other sport. People all over the world are obsessed with soccer, football, whatever you might call it. Um, And yet these national team players are playing in a league in which a good, what, like 75, 80% of these players are making less than a livable wage. We're talking less than like 40K a year. The CBAs that are in place, I mean, they can be fired from their contract contracts whenever not owed anything, not paid out. And those decisions are made by the coaches who are called managers. It's, it's a structure that is just not sustainable and it's not fair. And there is no, I, I mean, there's no wonder why these women are having a hard time speaking out. Like the women who have spoken out now and the women who are considering it now. And it's because like whistleblowing can cost the whole league. Now the NWSL is a relatively new league. It hasn't been around for a while. It comes on the heels of two failed U S women's soccer leagues. And I mean, the cost of accountability could be losing that league. Everyone. I think the, one of the other, you know, Problems I'm having is even within women's sports media, is you know this burn it all down narrative, and that's really not the answer either. Because for a lot of women, this is their livelihood, and to start over, I mean we've already started over twice, and we clearly haven't seen any systemic differences. So, you know, I, I guess we're if we we just continue down this road where the power structure is the men, it's men who own the teams and men who are hiring the coaches. It's men who have the money. They're controlling the narrative. They're controlling the media. They're coaching the players. And I I mean, you know, if we're looking for silver linings of change, like the Angel City team, the new Angel City team that's popping up in LA um, Mm -hmm. is is notoriously woman owned. There is also... As of right now, which there's a very strong possibility this will change. There has never been a singular female majority owner in an NWSL club. I just, I I don't know how this gets fixed. Like the definition of powerlessness is when you speak up, the repercussions are only negative. You get released, you get traded, you get pulled off the field. We're going to talk about a a particular sporting event in, in this interview with Andrew that occurred over the last week or so that was given media attention. And the reason, I mean, the reason we're talking about it is because we found out it exists and, and, you know, in this particular case, Fox FS1 poured money into it. And that's why we're talking about it. No one's pouring money into this. I had to stream last night's courage match on Twitch. That's insanity to me. Um, Particularly when we're just weeks away from their championship. And, and the reality too, and this is, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, I'm going on like a soccer rant or a football podcast, whatever. But for those who don't know, like the NWSL operates allegedly independently of U.S. soccer. So the U.S. National Team and the NWSL really don't in theory have that much to do with each other, except for the fact that when the NWSL came up, the reason it probably has succeeded as long as it has is because it had U.S. soccer support. U.S. soccer paid the salaries of the players who were on the national team in their individual clubs and basically took on extensive leadership responsibilities while they were coming up. So they're not exempt from this either. It's basically like the whole women's soccer in America is basically just this freshwater pond. And each organization that exists in that pond all feeds off of each other like algae. And now after these allegations, like now we're all aware suddenly that You know, the Portland Thorns, who is that's the organization that Riley was coaching for when most of these incidents occurred. Um, The Western New York Flash, who hired him after his contract was not renewed with the Thorns for an undisclosed reason. And the Courage, where he coached until this past week, were all aware of these allegations against Paul Riley and not only kept their mouths shut about it, but also continued to give him opportunities to thrive and advance in his career. It it it's not being talked about enough. Um I think one of the reasons why, you know, it was a little bit last minute, you know, scheduling with Andrew, but I think one of the reasons why I was compelled to have him on is but yeah, it's just it's just been a really sad week.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I just think it's funny, like, you know, you look at like some of these leagues, the WNBA today. So they came out and they announced that players are gonna get free fertility testing. That's pretty cool, right? Like that's brand new, and when you look at like these collective bargaining agreements that have given them such, I guess you could you know quote unquote privileges, their basic human rights, and you know okay, you know their their collective bargaining agreement looks really good, but we it looks good compared to what they used to have. It doesn't look good compared to what women in the workforce in general receive not that that's all that great either I don't know I just I think I think maybe we're just kind of hitting this point where
2: women are starting to finally learn what they can ask for Mm -hmm. I think maybe we just didn't know what to ask for before I think
1: and I am I also wonder if women and fin people are also finding themselves in positions where they're like I also don't care how I ask that's kind of my been my experience but not so much what people are asking for about how they ask and they're like you know what? I'm sick of I just had a conversation with um a coworker and boss who was like we were talking about how we speak to management um and how she was like, you know, Mike, you always, you just, when you are talking to management, you're a straight shooter. You just say like what you exactly what you're thinking, like no motion, just like it is what it is. And when I do it, I always like try and work, work them a little bit. And it was like, obviously contingent on her culture, her being a woman and like how she was kind of raised to, to ask for things. Well, the way I ask for things, is just, I ask, Right. Um, And I think that goes to show that like, what to ask for yes. And like, you know, breaking the unnecessary barriers of like what you're allowed to have, but also the way you ask for them. Um, I feel like is like the thing I I notice the most is that it's different, which is, should be different because that's the thing where I should, women should just be able to say, I want this. And you're going to give it to me because you should. And people should go, you are right. And then do it, but they don't.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, any, any issue, you know, if it gets the, the media publicity that it deserves or whatever can be dealt with in a particular way. But I feel like now we've just seen this happening, like from, from so many, and it's, by the way, it's not just men who are abusers. I mean, well, let's be honest. Like it's this, there's, there's just a deep seated issue, particularly, particularly in women's sports, particularly just, just for women in the workplace period. But I think, um, you know, we see these issues
2: being confronted by treating the symptoms and not the disease. Mm. And you know, the the Advil will cure the headache, but it's not going to cure the brain cancer. I I just and and I truly I don't know.
0: Uh, like other than burning it all down, I don't know how this is dealt with. I don't, but at the same time, it can't all be burnt down. So it's been a weird week.
1: (laughs) I can see why you're exhausted.
2: Yeah.
1: Because it's like, it's, it sucks when you're kind of in that headspace and there's no solution. So you just kind of have to ride the emotional wave of it. But even though, you know, you're coming out the other end with, um, not the solution you deserve, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's just, it's been a weird week. I've like lost five pounds and I've slept like 20 hours. Um wow. and, I, and I had to
2: cancel therapy.
0: Twenty um,
1: hours. That's more than I you've slept in a long time. That is true.
0: It is more than, but it's not enough. Um no, I guess, and so I guess I, you know, after just being a general downer, um, I just hope everybody out there is taking care of themselves and um and educating themselves, but not to the extent of of you know, mental health disparity. Um It's a strange time in sports. It's just a really strange time in sports. Before we get into this, to our conversation with Andrew, our sweet Andrew, a couple of other things I wanted to put on your radar. Maybe this is more positive stuff. Bubba Wallace won his first NASCAR Cup at Talladega this weekend. That's pretty cool. That's neat. It was really cool to see. Um, Another report that our friend Alex Andrea put out this week. I just need to get your take on this, Mike. Because we have long talked about sports as reality television. So there's a new uh, soccer club, a new football club in Charlotte, Charlotte FC. And they are going to be a part of a new reality show where players compete for roster spots. Are you watching?
1: It's reality
2: show.
0: They're going to partake in a reality show in which they source players from all over the place, all different backgrounds. Who will go to training camp with the roster of players already predetermined? And I didn't
1: know this. Just so everyone understands, I'm this is, just this. Now, this is
0: brand new. Now brand new information.
1: They're gonna have like confessionals, and they're gonna like have sound
0: effects. I imagine it to be a little bit more in like the Hard Knocks universe of things. Um. But I, I truly don't know. I, I could, it could be like America's Next Top Model style.
1: They better not fuck this up. That's all I'm saying.
0: I, I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah.
1: I yes, I'll watch it. I will 1,000% watch it, hands down. No questions asked.
0: It's almost like someone heard our show and was like, you
2: know, sports or reality TV, anyways. It's wild. I, I can't really wrap my head around it. I'll, I'll link the
0: article that Alex wrote. I'll, I'm I'm very curious to hear our listeners' thoughts on this and if they're going to watch. Um, I'll go ahead and pull, put a poll up for our Spotify listeners as well. I'm excited. Won't keep you guys anymore. Thank you so much for listening to me rant. Again, we are so, so excited to welcome our guest in today. Andrew Lemieux is, um, I mean, he was kind of my first work husband. He started the show with me four years ago. It, it was a very different show then. And I'm very, very proud of the work that we did together. And um, I uh I truly didn't know what I would do when he uh decided to move on, but but with Mike's help, obviously we figured it out. He was he I mean, not that it wasn't already in my brain, his recommendation, he was like, you gotta do this show with Mike. So so we're just happy to welcome him back. This'll be he we phoned him in once very, very briefly, but this will really be his first appearance on UFR since the end of season two. So wild um we're gonna catch up with him and hear what he's been up to we're gonna talk a little bit of the football news over the past week urban meyer being a jackass um the patriots losing at home to the buccaneers some other really bad sports takes all around um touch on a little bit of strange baseball stuff and then uh and then just hear a little bit more about andrew's life um over the pandemic and how everything's been. So, so yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. We hope you guys enjoy this. Anything else we need to say, Mike? Oh, oh. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on social media. Our handle is at Vodcast with a V. Mike runs everything. I take no responsibility for any interaction he has with any of you or what he posts.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault some of y'all say stupid shit. Don't say stupid shit on Twitter and expect me not to let you know it was stupid. And I'm just doing the Lord's work. Like, I don't know. I'm going to heaven and I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm doing, I'm doing good work out here. ESPN. You have my information. You're welcome in advance.
0: If you want to have a more thorough conversation with us or something a little bit less on the record. You can email us too. Our handle is hello, or er, our email is helloufr at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Andrew, let me, everyone. Whee! And we shouldn't have any issues today because I charged everything up and we should be good.
1: So. You say that and now we're gonna have all of these issues.
0: That's always how it works. Like, I always just think that everything's gonna be okay and then everything gets why is fucked.
1: Why why is Kata pinned? I'm pinning Andrew.
0: Why are you pinning anyone? Hi, Andrew. Hi, guys. baby?
3: I'm good, how are you? I hope you can hear me.
0: Yeah, we can hear you. We were, when we were cleaning up before we let you in, we were both kind of testing our mics and just like, does that sound okay? That sound okay, like the answer
1: yeah. was no all around and we did it anyway.
0: Yeah, and we just said fuck it.
1: Yeah, you guys sound fine. I tried to
3: do a test of my microphone and it sounded like shit. So
0: you know it happens, right? It just yeah, it does. It just happens. I'm so happy you're here. How are you?
3: I'm happy to be here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fucking glistening, I'm Dude, sweating.
0: Over here too. I turned off my AC because we had like a nice storm, and so I wanted to open my sliding doors to like listen. And now I'm sweltering.
3: Yeah, it's hot.
0: Fuck that. What are you What are you doing for work these days? Can you talk about it?
3: Yeah, sure. So I work. Uh, I work for a nonprofit that uh, the general gist of it is that it it helps. Uh, it's affordable housing um, that houses folks that are chronically homeless. Um, I used to do some variation of that sort of same thing when I worked in Boston. Um, that housing was primarily uh, elderly and folks with mental disabilities, this is like purely, um, chronically homeless folks. So the, the, uh, I'm a glorified, uh, rent office attendant at the moment. Um, although I'm going to be put somewhat in charge of my own building in the Bronx at some point, they just don't know when, um, it could be November or it could be January. I'm not
0: sure. Whoever fucking knows these days. Right. That's amazing yeah. though. I, you know, I, I got to study at when I was at Columbia. Um, I. I was on the housing beat for a while and um, got a a little bit more familiarized with the housing crisis, particularly in New York, obviously, and in the Bronx, particularly. That was my beat was in. um, It it was in kind of like the southeast Bronx, and just learned so much that I didn't know about the ways that we, as journalists, and also as people, talk about homelessness and, like, as as a, a condition that is suffered and something that is chronic versus as something that is kind of pressed upon people. And it, it, it is just very fascinating to me. And I just, I have a very, very new appreciation for that work and for, you know, the work that people like you and and the group that you work for do as far as helping that, that population within our city. So
3: it's yeah I mean, it's it's become a real problem in in New York as of late and magnified, especially because of the pandemic. I mean, it, it, homeless folks are the streets are more populated with people li- living on them than ever. And since we're emerging out of the pandemic, even for affordable housing, rents are going up. And so people are especially in my in my field of view, people are concerned that the rents are going to be too high that people aren't going to want to come and live there. They'd rather just live on the street. You know, it's a, it's a, a a tough, tough thing. And I feel like not enough is done is done to address it. So um, I don't know. I'm just happy to be helping in any way that I can at this point.
0: That's awesome though. Um, I think, yeah. And and when I think of like rent rents escalating and whatnot, I think like back a year ago, the beginning of the pandemic, when it was like, Oh my God, anyone can move to New York on like $800. Like it it is crazy how quickly the city did snap back. and um i can imagine that's been just devastating to so many people in a lot of ways yeah. so that's yeah, that's great mm-hmm. before before we get into stuff i also wanted to bring up you're you're doing your new thing for our, our audience who doesn't know your new thing is trivia and and you're you're basically hosting like a weekly uh, it's not jeopardy trivia it's like really fun game trivia i've played I haven't played as much as I would have liked to admittedly just scheduling wise on Thursdays. That's hard, but in fact, you're usually hosting your game at this point right now, but, um, but you're not, you're not hosting this week. So you do like, what is it? 10 rounds of trivia every Thursday, they all have different themes. There's different, like, like the game. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like each, each round, like you do, like an audio round. You'll do one where it's like name as many of this as you can. Uh, just, just tell us, tell us about your trivia game. If, if yeah. our listeners are invited to play, that is, of course.
3: <laughs> sure. I mean, it's mostly friends and family at this mm-hmm. point, but I am open to commissions and all that stuff. Um, during the pandemic, it was it was great because people, you know, would have holiday parties and they wouldn't be able to see each other, so they'd have a Zoom meeting and then I'd pop in for an hour and then, and then get out. But basically, I mean, it's, we did, you and I kind of did a trivia episode like two years ago, like as a special Christmas thing or whatever with, with, with Mike. A
0: couple of times. Yeah. I think, I think Mm -hmm. we did a few different versions of that. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, And so basically it's, you know, just like any other bar trivia, except it's, you know, instead of people being there to drink and socialize, people were there to just do trivia. So it's, it's, it's longer than a usual bar trivia. It's about two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to make it as, as fun for people as I can. I try to switch it up. Some people are better with picture rounds. Some people are better with identifying, uh, with playing name that tune. Some people are better at just listing things off the top of their head that they remember. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just been, it's just been a a good deal of fun. And it's, uh, it's good because I get to be the center of attention, but like, not really, (laughs) you know, like I get to be the center of attention, but there's absolutely no pressure on me to perform. Like Mm -hmm. it's all on, it's all on the players. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's great because we've been doing it since, I think our first session was like two weeks after everything shut down. And we did a couple trial runs where we fixed some things and we were like, nah, it's too long. Nah, I don't really like that style round. Nah, I think we're giving that too many points here. Um, But since May of 2020, it's been a weekly thing every Thursday night, except for, you know, a few here and there. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's a really good time. Um, I love researching things. I love getting to share knowledge with people, and I also just love being a host. Yeah, it's just it's just a really a really fun thing for me to do, you know. And you've and you've played, you know. You're yep. you there. Kata, Kata uh, uh, heckles me. Is the only person in Shivy who like really genuinely heckles me like with passion and it's oh, great no
0: I didn't know I was the only one well okay I'm honored I guess.
3: <laughs> yeah you did
0: <laughs> I, I I do actively like and it sucks because when people send in their answers and the other cool thing so it's all in the honor system people play because they just they want to play it's you know there's no actual like prize or payout or anything it's it's just for fun and I am notoriously terrible at it so you know when people send in their answers or or their tallies like their results their points or whatever to Andrew they send them over Instagram or over text and I like to get in the middle of the chaos of Andrew keeping score by just absolutely annihilating him yes it's become a pastime of mine I look forward to it every time I play But it's really fun. And I I just want to say too, like not to like, you know, be like super like annoyingly complimentary or anything, but the categories are like really creative. I remember there was one game I played where the audio round was all songs that heavily feature a banjo. Like that's, Uh who, who thinks of that? Like, that's really, that's really fucking cool. And also who knows 10 songs that heavily feature a band? Like, I don't know if I could name 10. Well, I guess I named probably like five of them or
3: something. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I mean, like not me. A lot of it, you know, I I, I had like ideas built up for when I I, I started to think about trivia. And this was best back in like 2017 or 18 on a visit back home to Boston. I like went to a bar trivia and I was like, oh, I could do this. Um, But it's I have my own ideas packed up. And now that I've done it for a while, it's starting, it's, it's, I pull from places, you know, like I'll, I have, I have like five or six trivia books on my shelf now that I just, one of them is by Ken Jennings and all of his are, are, all of his questions are really great and smart and well thought out. So I'll like, I'll like pull from there or it'll be stuff that I just see out in real life. We did a category. I I was walking down Broadway a few months ago and I saw uh, a school bus and I was like, oh, well, I guess we're doing buses in pop culture this week. Is so there just ten questions about buses? Or I heard a song. Uh, I heard a song with a banjo in it, and I was like, "Oh, that's fun!" And I thought of the movie Deliverance, where it's you know the ding 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 paddle faster. I hear banjos, um, and I don't know ten songs with banjos in them. So I had to like, I had to like look some up. So you know, I'm not perfect, but it's like it's 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 discovery for me. And if you if you know stuff, great. But if you don't, hopefully it's discovery
2: for anybody in the plays.
0: I, I think it's just so fun, um, and so I know. Uh, and before we go any further, I know you're not you're not actually super active on Twitter, which is really disappointing because you're so funny. But not, but you not but you are pretty active on Instagram, and that's where you add like you you kind of post your about your weekly shows. And one of the things that I learned recently from you is that the like emoticons or gifts or whatever the fuck they're called are um, that you when you post like trivia, like DM me if you want to play. Um, they are all kind of hints towards the night's categories. So where can people find you on Instagram?
3: Uh they can find me on Instagram. Uh it's just my my first and last name with a, a an underscore at the end, Andrew Lemieux underscore, because for some reason my my just my regular full name was taken. So yeah, it, at Andrew Lemieux underscore uh that's me on Instagram. It's probably the social media that I'm most active on. And I wouldn't even say that I'm very active on Instagram except for posting in my stories once in a while and just posting um feelings and
2: moods and memes and things like that.
0: Yeah, which is pr- pretty much like all anyone wants, anyways, right? So mm-hmm.
2: that's how it goes. Yeah.
0: Let's uh, let's get into some topics. I know um, Mike is really excited. This is kind of our first. We're, we're kind of. I don't going know what's to,
1: happening. Well, you haven't told me. What do you mean? I'm excited.
0: Well, no, you said I've heard you You're excited. You said you wanted it to be a surprise. You don't want to know what we're talking about today. Oh, shit. Right. But you're like, I'm excited.
1: and I'm like, just just for the record, I don't know what we're doing.
0: Well, I did tell you it was all it was going to be mostly mostly football stuff. And uh, this is kind of in a weird way, getting back to basics, because back when Andrew and I started the show, we would go through like the big topical moments of football for the week. And uh, we haven't really done we I mean, Andrew, I don't know how much you've been listening, but but we don't really do that anymore. And I listened to um, your episode last week. Oh, yeah. With, with DJ? With DJ. Yeah. 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 It's it's fun. Mm. Like we've been oh, DJ, my love. We've been kind of pouring into like a little bit less of and a lot of it, too, which like full disclosure, we bank a lot of content because I'm busy. So um so we try not to stay like in the moment and be a little bit more broad and bring in social issues and. Whatever. So, so this will be kind of our first episode where we're actually turning it out like for the next day in a really long time. And one of the biggest headlines this week um, was Urban Meyer unsurprisingly looking like a jackass.
3: Boy, howdy do I love making fun of Urban Meyer.
0: I just like, like it is, it is great, but it's also like, like the least, it's the least surprising thing ever. So anyways, he gets on camera he makes like this like really strange public apology at this, uh, for the media in a press room. And, um, I don't really want to get into his like general history of him being a little shit. Like, I, I think that goes without saying that he's just a little shit and his, he is credited for building up Ohio state's program and making them a top 10, you know, football program again, and left really unceremoniously for, for many, many, many reasons. But, uh, he's, he's just, something else. And, and I, I would like to know, Andrew, like when, when you think about Urban Meyer as just kind of the entity that is Urban Meyer is what happened. Does, does this incident surprise
1: you at all? He was sitting at a bar stool. It looked like he was turned around sitting with his legs open, but two hands in between his crotch while a woman danced, it looks roughly about seven to eight inches from him.
3: So I've heard, I've heard that it, it wasn't actually what it looks like. I've heard, I've heard tell that it, that it was just him posing for photos, like various photos and things like that. And this woman happened to come up and happened to be close to him while taking a picture and happened to be moving like that, which could explain the hands in between the legs, like not, like not openly, you know, it, a, it looks like you're not openly wedding a lap dance. But it also could just be, you know, this isn't how it looks.
0: Yeah, there's I mean, you know, you can paint it any way you want. But, you know, whether or not it was something solicited or not or invited or welcome or whatever it might be. Are are you surprised that even if it's not this specific thing, something like this has become the Urban Meyer scan, like the first really big Urban Meyer scandal of the NFL season.
3: Well, I mean, it's a very specific, very specific thing, but I mean, yeah, it is kind of the first scandal of the NFL season. It is the first Meyerism of the NFL season, I suppose. Before he went to Ohio State, he got, he, he coached, did he coach Tebow?
2: Yeah, he must, yes, I, think yes, he, he did. I think
3: he coached Tebow those two titles. He did. It just he strikes me as uniquely Florida. I don't know why. Like he's got, he's got that look about him as if, as if like sad dad moved to Florida to retire. You know what I mean?
2: Well, wait,
0: did you guys see his wife posted something on Twitter earlier today? She posted like a, it was like a screenshot. I I won't bother reading you the whole thing, but it was like a screenshot of like a notes app thing. And she's like, I'm logging off of Twitter, tired of the hate, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, we are all, we all make mistakes. We are all sinners. If you think you aren't, then cast the first stone and then she's, you know, thank you. I agree. For, we're all
1: sinners. Let's go.
0: Well, yeah, but we're, you know, we're. Thank you for the support for those who support me. Blah blah. blah. And then hashtag Faith Family Football Flamingos.
1: Work. You're, you're...
0: Flamingos. Like I, I'm. I'm really. I actually am like kind of into that being one of her like core values. But
1: can that be the episode title?
0: Faith Family Football faith Flamingos. Family football, like we can discuss that.
3: I, I second that. Should be the episode title. Okay,
2: <laughs>
1: we'll discuss it.
0: <laughs> but 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 yeah, I mean flamingos like that. She clearly like I don't know anything about about Urban Meyer's wife whatsoever, Shelley. Um, but that does feel very like weirdly Florida. Are there flamingos in Florida? Oh yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I, I, I feel thought. like. There,
3: I feel like there are more flamingos than there are humans in Florida. Like no, like <laughs> like like like, like pla- well, both plastic and real, I would say more more than Florida.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it.
3: There oh, are man. so fuck so fun trivia fact. There are uh, the uh, there's a town in Wisconsin where the actual like the the official bird is the classic mm-hmm. lampenido.
0: Stop it. Fact. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I uh I will be moving there. Yeah, this just feels all very urban mire. But now like bringing bringing it into football, you know, obviously the Jags are owned for and, 4, and I have to wonder kind of how much of that could be his fault. Now, his here's a list of his transgressions against the Jags so far. First off, he hired Chris Doyle to be the director of sports performance. Doyle left the University of Iowa in 2020 because multiple former players accused the school's former strength coach of racist remarks and bullying and an oppressor. Meyer was like, I've known this guy for 20 years and I vouch for him and I feel really good about this. And, uh, people obviously got really pissed off. And so Doyle ended up resigning from the Jaguars in like, like, I don't know, a, a matter of weeks after he was hired.
3: And he also, didn't he also have that thing at Ohio state with Zach Smith where he just continues to hire questionable individuals Yeah,
0: Urban Meyer did. With, the yes. domestic, with,
3: the, with the domestic abuse thing. Yeah. You know? and, and, and the whole, the whole thing was that he like knew him forever. And so it didn't really matter.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um. What's the word for like um when you get something just because you like know somebody like. um Nepotism. Thank you. Nepotism. There's a lot of nepotism surrounding Urban Meyer. That's point number one. Point number two, NFL find Meyer and the Jaguars in July after an investigation by the league and the NFLPA determined that the team had violated rules that limit contact during organized team activities. It's obviously um, as people are still just getting a lot of people are still getting their first vaccine shots. They find him a fuck ton of money. The Jaguars are going to lose two off season practices next year. And the Jaguars started the season with, uh, of all the NFL teams, they were one of the top three NFL teams um, with the lowest vaccination rates. Did that make sense verbally? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, they were not getting vaccinated. And the team was like, no players were released because of their vaccination status.
2: Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, it, uh, sketchy, itchy, whatever. Number three, the Tim Tebow thing. I feel like I don't put as much weight on the Tim Tebow thing as you do. I have a question. Sure. Everything
1: you said is valid as to why Urban Meyer is, is debaucherous a word? And if not, it is now.
0: It is now. but I'm is. Not Debaucherous. Yet, isn't it? But
1: okay. And but I want to just, oh, before we, we bring in the, the grand scope of things, why should I care about an awkward lap dance.
2: Also
0: very valid. Also, it was very, very valid. Everywhere,
1: everyone's mad. There are speeches. There's the this and the firings, and you should be embarrassed. And I'm like, if the Jacksonville Jaguars, if the Jaguars were four and oh,
3: we would not be talking about Urban Meyer having uh, this supposed lap dance
1: at a bar. It wasn't even a lap dance. It was like right. an air hug with the butt in the crotch. Right at best. Right. It's because, it's because the Jaguars have been just so comically bad
3: They're since they, since they won that first game, they, they've what lost like, uh, 19 in a row or something like that. The, the Jaguars are just so comically bad and Urban Meyer coming in to be like, Oh, everything's going to be amazing. And he's going to turn the franchise around like he did Ohio state. And all of a sudden they're Oh, and four, and it's, it's not going well for Trevor Lawrence. And now we have this other. Off the field stuff. I don't think we'd be talking about this if the Jaguars had won any sort of game at all.
0: Year. Well, but but on the flip side of that, if if this incident hadn't happened, it wouldn't have shown a light on on just exactly how the Jags feel about Urban Meyer. From I'm mean, I'm talking from ownership to players. So there's this great tweet from Mike Silver who works for SI. It's a thread talking to players. One player told him. He has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. Tweet two, players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting. He dealt with the upper uproar over the videos of him from like a, a position to position basis. And one of the players said he even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared. Um, so yeah, he apologized to position groups individually. And um, another player said, we looked at him like WTF. Right when he left, everyone started dying laughing, and he knew it.
3: That's because it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's, it's hilarious.
0: It's absolutely hilarious. But I feel like because this incident happened, this was the inciting incident to us understanding what is going on in that locker room and why the team is so
2: bad. Because they don't have any respect for the coach.
3: The team was bad before Evermeyer got there.
2: Well, that's true as well. Yes. Yes.
3: And so it's just, it's, it's a a high profile college coach being put under the microphone of an NFL team, but it's very quickly becoming, it's, it's very quickly following the script of other coaches who have made the jump from college to the NFL. Like we've seen this before. Nick Saban was out in like two years in Miami. Chip Kelly was, you know, brilliant offensive mind for one year, for one year. And he's, he's coaching junior, like junior college now, like Steve Spurrier was, was a great coach. Uh, I don't remember South Carolina Clemson. I'm not, I don't remember, but he, he coached in the NFL for a little while and he sucked. We've seen this before. This is not new. It's just never reached this like level of comedy that Urban Meyer has, has attained.
2: Uh, well, that,
0: uh, and that's social media. Like that's the social media age, you know? Yeah. Um, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, trying to, I feel like he's put effort into trying to inspire a sense of respect for him within his players. Um, this like weird, seemingly meaningless competition between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence before they ultimately traded Minshew to the Eagles for like, what, a six round draft pick or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Don't talk shit about Lord Gardner.
0: Oh, oh no, I I never would. I My never Lord would. and Savior. I never would. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I mean, based on what we're seeing, I'm not even sure they should have. I think they should have started Minshew. I don't know if they should have started. started. That's,
1: a that's, a bad, that's a bad take.
0: I don't think that's a bad take at all. I, I don't think it, I, I'm not I mean, over
3: Trevor Lawrence. That's a bad take. Yeah.
0: Well, no, no. You guys all know though that I subscribe to the theory. I don't think any rookie should ever start any rookie
2: quarterback. Uh, rather, I disagree. Yeah. I, now
0: I've been proven wrong. I, I've been proven wrong,
1: Joe Burrow. Oh, You're saying Trevor Lawrence? I think you been over Jalen Hurts. I was like, he's the only thing that's good about the Eagles. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Justin, look at look at Justin Herbert. You know, and Joe Burrow, and.
0: But you look at some of these quarterbacks who have had a year of mentorship from someone who is either been a veteran in the league, good for a program, whatever, or someone like, like at, at least at this point, it looks like this is where Gardner Minshew is headed, Orion Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has kind of been around the block a little bit and just kind of knows how to be an NFL quarterback. And I feel like those players just on average do a whole hell of a lot better.
3: Are you saying that Gardner Minshew should have started over Trevor Lawrence because Gardner Minshew is a seasoned veteran and would have given Lawrence the leadership qualities that he could ultimately possess as a starting quarterback? I'm not because saying... Gardner Minshew, because Gardner Minshew was so bad that he got like sat midway through his second full season as a starter.
0: I thought you said we weren't talking shit about Gardner Minshew.
3: We're not. I'm just talking shit about your bad take. That's all.
0: All right. I whatever. Y'all, y'all can. Be aren't
1: you glad? Aren't you glad I'm back? Didn't you miss me?
0: Every day.
1: It's also worth saying, if it it means anything, Gardner Minshew not only um, is a backup quarterback on the Eagles, he has been inactive every game. He has never been at the stadium, which is uh, probably an incorrect idea when you're comparing with Joe Flacco, because I'd pick Gardner Minshew over Joe Flacco pretty quick, personally. Yeah. Um, Why Joe Flacco? Why? Joe Flacco's elite. What are you talking about? Joe Flacco is a really nice guy. (laughs)
3: You said you said so much. You just said so much by saying so little. Like, well done.
1: I feel like I should write an article that just says, "Analysis on Joe just just put it up on put it up on the UFR Twitter." (laughs) Joe Flacco is
0: a
2: nice guy.
1: Jesus Christ! I can't. Oh
0: shit! I can't. No, I just, I think Gardner Minshew now is a brand and I think we definitely (laughs) haven't seen the last of him. So
3: where are my, where are my Minshew mania t-shirts or the, the, the mustache? I want like the, the silhouette of the head with the mustache and the mullet t-shirt.
0: Yeah. We got to get those made. All right. So, so final question on this topic here, everyone's asking, just everyone's asking, should he get fired? Now here's, I'll give you guys my take here first. I as far as his performance as, it, as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's definitely on the clock, 100%. I don't think his activities necessarily warrant a firing. That's between him and his wife. That's between him and his family. I don't give a shit about that.
3: It's between him and the Lord.
0: And the Lord and the good Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Faith, family, football, flamingos. And um, <laughs> it's between him and the flamingos but I, I do actually kind of take issue with the fact that he didn't fly back with the team. I think that's a little weird. And, and. Well, I mean, he wanted to spend time with his family. Tonight.
3: What's weird about that? But,
0: it was a hard, but that's what coaches do though. They fly back with their teams. Like that's how you support your team. I, I, I thought that was um, like, I, I don't think I've ever heard of an instance, particularly after a bad loss like that and looking at their schedule going forward. I don't think I've ever heard of an instance in which a coach didn't, didn't. Back with their team and and be there for their team, and I thought that
1: especially was good. because that was the best the team had looked all year, regardless of having lost. And you would have thought that was his moment to like galvanize a little bit. Um, you would have thought.
3: My thinking is that they're they're going to keep him around for at least this this entire season. Um, I I, I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna. I know uh, who is it, Tony Khan or Shahid Khan, whoever owns the Jaguars. Either the father or the son, I don't remember. Yeah, Shahid um, Khan. Yeah, Shahid Khan has said that like he's his what is he's on the clock or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like they they have to give it time for the system to set in. They don't have Travis Etienne. That was clearly going to be some big part of their game plan for this year. If Urban Meyer can show Jacksonville the fans, the ownership anything this season. I think it's going to be enough for them to give him one more chance next year. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's, it's just too soon. This feels way, if they're going to fire him tomorrow, it feels way too soon for me.
0: Oh, well not, not tomorrow. I mean, I, and I, I agree with you. I think they'll, they'll at least keep him through the season. Um, I, I think though of looking at, at, you know, these 32 NFL teams, if there is a team
2: that is going to go 0 and 16, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how that, far the mighty have how, how the mighty have fallen, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I love it. I, so, love I, feel it. So bad, I feel so bad. He's looked
3: terrible. He's looked genuinely awful. And he, was, you know, it, it was this absolute stud in college. And he just it looks like a shell of himself in the NFL. It's a fall from
0: grace. A fall from grace. And also the Tim Tebow thing. Anyways, I, <laughs> do you have thoughts
3: about the Tim Tebow thing? Because I, I, I don't. It's just well, good for good for Tim. Whatever, whatever. He didn't make the team. So what are we talking about here?
1: Right. It didn't cost anything, but uh, some fun airtime. Yeah. He also he also looked
3: amazing. He looked he looked like he's been hit in the gym. He mm-hmm. Sure. That big. didn't make
0: him, that didn't make him a good tight end.
3: No, I know that, but he looked. You You look great. He's still staying in shape. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. And if you play good, hopefully you make the team and then they pay good.
0: I don't know. Nepotism. Nepotism. Andrew, uh, you sent, so, so you post and you, I think you do this. You've done this almost every year. You post a, a, a blog on your blog. I don't know any yeah, other way sure. to say
3: an, a, an article, I guess, if you yeah. want to call it an article, it's not really an article, but you know, an
0: article on your blog. Um, your, your, um, blog is located at according to andrewblog.com. Is that right?
3: That's correct. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, you know, my musings and feelings about the world and it's mostly a place where I can put down countdown lists and predictions for stuff. But I do, a I do a yearly, um, the NFL is a sport that I keep track of the most. And I feel like we're going to talk about a football list, uh, yeah, that's 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 what I do. I put I put out bold predictions for the NFL season uh, at the beginning of every year, and then I I revisit it at the end of the regular season. Um, well,
0: we're gonna revisit it too early.
2: <laughs> we're gonna yeah, revisit I it know. now. Oh fuck! All right,
0: I, I'm really <laughs> excited about this. Um, look, some some of your takes were were actually pretty great and pretty spot on. Justin Fields being Not the best starter. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, true. Mm-hmm. Truly though. Like, like you you called Justin Fields becoming the Bears starter before week, I, I think you said before week four or by week four. Happened. Uh Sam Darnold not totally sucking. That's me kind of putting my spin on on what you said. True. Cardinals being quite good, more than true.
3: They are in fact the number what they are, in fact, the number one offensive football right now.
0: I mean, they're uh, they're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, which again, we've had very, very little to go off of. But let's, let's hang on that for a second, by the way, who would have thought, who would have thought we'd be here? Not me. Who, who would have thought that the Cards would be the only undefeated team in football right now? I mean. Maybe
3: not, maybe not the only undefeated team in football right now, but.
0: Well, I mean, we knew really,
3: they'd be go- good. Really, really good. Yeah,
1: sure. But the off season narrative for the for the Cardinals was weird. Everyone was like, this team's on a downward. And I was like, yeah. why? Like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just didn't understand the basis of that narrative other than the last couple games were rough because Kyler Murray wasn't feeling good. But, like, I didn't understand. Like, the narrative was so weird.
3: People were saying that, like, Cliff Kingsbury was on the hot seat this season. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Like, why? Yeah, sure, they sputtered at the end and Kyler got hurt and they missed the playoffs. But, like, other than that, he was amazing. And he's continued to be amazing this season. That offense is so good that defense is so good. I'm so happy for them. I love Kyler Murray. I think he's great.
0: I'm I'm happy for his for his skill players. Um Chase Edmonds. Um I no, I I thought they looked great last year. I I didn't really understand the dialogue in the off, uh, in the off season either. And I mean, now they've played the Titans, the Vikings, the Jags and the Rams. They they should have lost to the Vikings. They didn't. Correct? In in my opinion. Yep. And and then looking ahead at their schedule, they don't have a whole lot of challenges coming up. Uh, I mean, they they've got a few a few challenges, I suppose, but not any team that's absolutely fearsome and going to be impossible to defeat. Not that I, I mean, to be completely honest, not that there really are a whole lot of teams in the NFL this year that you would say, oh, impossible to defeat. You know?
3: Yeah. I mean, if that offense keeps rolling like it's going, I mean, the only they're they're like really only two, three, maybe four games on here that are, that'll be good. That'll be like close. And that's Cleveland, Cleveland, Green Bay, uh, the Seahawks in Seattle is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dallas
1: toward the end of the season.
0: That's exactly, those were exactly the, the ones that I, I kind of pointed out, but I, yep. I mean, based on, based on what we've seen, I don't see why they couldn't win all of those games. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, you know, you you made your picks for the Super Bowl. You said the Bills and the Packers, and I think before the season started, those were my picks as well. I'll have to go back and check the record on that, but um, but I I would not be surprised if the Cardinals are a Super Bowl team at all, at all. I I think they're going to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, playoff berth just up the wazoo. It's
3: that NFC West. That NFC West is tough, man. Mm. It's a tough division. There's four good teams in there. Even the 49ers, who aren't like spectacular as they were a few years ago, are they're still terrible. not, no, they're not as, they're, they're not terrible. They're not amazing, but they could still finish with a, a, an above 500 record.
2: The Every team of in division that division. Right
3: we're four games into the season. The Chiefs right. are at the bottom of their division. Well, like, what are we talking about here?
0: We'll we'll get into that too. All right. You know what? In fact, let's go there. So. Let's go there. You, you, you called. You called before the season started that Kansas City was going to win in the AFC West.
3: I did. I still think that's true. You say you
0: still think that Kansas City is going to take the AFC West. Yes, I do. That's ridiculous. Please explain why? yourself.
3: There, it's Patrick Mahomes and and Tyree Kill, and that offense is amazing. And Andy Reid is our god, and we should we should obey him. Of course. I mean, like, why wouldn't they win the AFC West?
1: They why love to they come win, from behind. They love to they be the
3: They're so good. Mahomes, Mahomes is like in a lull right now because he's trying to lull us into a false sense of security. He's amazing. That's not how football works.
0: Yes, it is.
3: It's exactly how football works. When you're that good, you can do that.
0: You're living in wonderland.
3: Have you ever heard of football teams that are second half teams? The Chiefs are second. The Chiefs are second half football team this year. It just happens to be the second half of the entire season.
0: Also, we're four games into the season. Why are you freaking out? I'm not freaking out. I just, I just, I have not seen very much at all that I've liked from that team.
3: The Chiefs are two and two. Do you know how many games out of first place in that division they are? One. They are one game out of first place. The Chargers, the Chargers and Raiders and Broncos, for some reason, are three and one, right? The Chiefs are one game out of first place. It's not crazy. That AFC West is also good. Like you could have, not 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 Denver. I don't think Denver's very good. But uh, you you could have three teams from that division make the playoffs. You could have the Raiders. You could have the, the Chargers are awesome also. But you could have the Chiefs, Chargers, and Bra- uh, uh, Raiders from that division all make the
0: playoffs this year. The, the and the Raiders, which is why, which is also. That
3: which is also why I thought your take about the Dolphins being playoff contenders was blasphemous. I just pulled it up. I just pulled it up. Wow. I, it up. I, I nearly threw something when I heard that. That offense is abysmal. What are you talking about? They just got Will Fuller back. Guess what? He's injured again. Yeah, Jacoby, yeah, Jacoby Brissett's going to lead us to the promised land.
1: Right. I just pulled it up to say that too, actually. I just brought it up to, to say something about it.
0: God. I think I think Kansas City is a wild And card you team misquoted the best. me. I did not misquote you.
1: Oh, we got. mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you Don't said, keep saying that. Yet.
0: You said what you said. We'll talk about it later. Um feeling some tension here. I mm-hmm. I think um I think Kansas City is a wild card team at best.
3: Do you think do you think that like you think that like Cleveland's better than Kansas City? Do you think that like Tennessee is better than Kansas City? I,
0: I, or the I,
3: or 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 the Raiders? Because I don't think any of those three teams are better than Kansas City.
0: I think the Raiders have looked spectacular,
3: for all intents and purposes. They just got blown the hell out by the Chargers.
0: But they gen- no. They got
3: their backs
1: speaking, blown out. Chargers came to play. That defense looked good.
0: Generally speaking, I think I think the Raiders have looked pretty great, and I like I like the way that they're 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 using their options well. Like they're they're playing their rookies. They're they're kind of spreading the wealth to kind of see what they're working with because gruden's going to be there for 500 more years and and they want to i mean they youth into the team a lot as far as the skills players go and i think um i think this is a little bit more of an exploratory year for them not that they wouldn't obviously try to compete but um but but i like what the raiders are doing
3: i will say Derek Carr needs to get paid and he needs to get paid now because I, I i like what he's up to what we're six years in right oh yeah that off, that off, the off, the offenses the offenses look the offenses look good they mm. have looked good mm. I mean I don't I don't know that that success is going to last we'll see how we'll see how this loss affects them coming up because they've got Chicago oh, okay well the Giants and Eagles and Broncos okay we'll see we'll see we'll see if they really are for real when they play when they play Kansas City Cincinnati and Dallas all in a row we'll see what happens but I don't know we will. The raiders, the raiders have looked the raiders have looked good, but I don't think that they're better than the
0: Chiefs. Well, let's go back to the Browns here, because I, I think the Browns have, for all intents and purposes, looked pretty good. Well, no, that's not true. I think Baker has looked pretty good, except for this past week, obviously. You you put Cleveland up as winning the AFC North. Okay, fine.
3: This is pre- this is all prior to the season starting.
0: Again, but but Just. in theory, in theory, I don't necessarily see a problem with that. Um now Baker Mayfield as of today. Um is apparently playing through a partially torn labrum. Where
3: is your labrum? Is that in your arm? I, I believe it it's like, a
0: shoulder situation. That's
1: like, oh, your septum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, your nose is, we're all point, we're pointing in our noses. Um it is
1: um it is. It's like right in here. Oh okay. It? So rotator. It, it's like a shoulder, the top, yeah. And then the and then and then the humeral head is a big chunk in the inside, and it's a small piece in there called labrum.
3: So I mean it probably comes from throwing your arm out right so he's making throw a throwing
0: motion out. we're yes. all doing it now this is great yeah yeah audio medium <laughs> he's also like way too concerned right now about what everybody thinks of him he like posted this like really intense like instagram story about like you know i worked for everything i have and y'all are shitting on me and blah blah, blah. that's my editorialization of that
1: but like when do- you when love to do that but like when don't athletes do that
3: you know When, when don't, when, when, when don't they, when aren't they like, I just gotta, you gotta grind and you gotta, you know, have faith in the Lord and the Flamingos and you gotta, you gotta keep going and not worry about whatever, like, why, why is this any different? Just because it's Baker Mayfield?
0: No, it's, it's, it's because it's like such a, like, cry in the, in the interest of self-defense. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a little sad. Like, you worry about you, you worry about your team, you worry about winning your next few games.
2: To that
3: point, everybody else who's never set foot on a football field should mind their own damn business.
2: That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Fair. I'll take that.
3: But yeah, I mean, I still, I still think Cleveland's good. I, I still am waiting. I'm, I'm
2: eagerly anticipating that that uh, that Lake Erie AFC Championship game between the Browns and the Bills. Almost happened last year. The Bills. I mean, God, I, I'm all I... in on Buffalo, man. Like I have literally
0: never had Thank more you. faith in a team than I, I, the last two years, I would say, yeah. than I have had in the Bills.
3: Man, that Josh Allen is really good at football, isn't he?
0: For fuck's sake, he is. He's
1: not very good at fantasy, though, just to be clear.
0: That's not true. I, I, he's been pretty good for me in a, in a few instances on a few different he, leagues. He's
1: lost me a lot.
0: I, I think, I mean, he, he had a little bit of a lackluster week this week, but.
1: They won 40 to nothing.
0: Well, no, I mean... And he had a lackluster
1: point week. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, 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 Isn't it's that true. An annoying? Is two touchdowns. You had know, what, 20, 20.02 fantasy points?
1: Yeah. Something I read,
3: like so, I read, I read I mean, so many recaps. I feel like player. I know what, <laughs> like, the ins and outs of what everybody scored on
2: every week.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he, uh, I mean, God, he's great. But also, I mean, the Bills have actually seen quite a bit of turnover in the last three years with their with their skill players. And somehow they're still just fucking doing it. They're still yeah. fucking doing it. It's it's unbelievable. Defense is no,
3: the defense is no joke, too.
0: Yeah, no, th- those bills are unstoppable. Lastly, as we as we go through some of these takes that that stood out to me, you said, here, "Here it comes. Here it comes. The Patriots will defeat the Buccaneers in Tom Brady's return to Foxborough."
3: In case any of our listeners have forgotten, I am a massive Patriots fan, and I firmly believed this. That's not true. I, I didn't believe that, not at all. I watched that game, and if you told me. That the Patriots were leading at any point in that game, I would not have believed you. The fact that it was as close as it was was surprising to me.
1: It, it was, was hot. Almost, I loved it.
3: Yeah, and to be honest, they almost
2: won. Mm-hmm. They did, and they lo and behold, lo and behold, Tom Brady gets bailed out by a kicker again. Go figure. I I, I have to tell you, it was one of the most fun
3: games losses, Patriots losses I have ever watched, truly. And that can be said, like this this era without Tom Brady is exciting. I like it. I like it a lot. I like what the future holds. And Mac Jones has looked phenomenal. He looks spectacular. And I I know that I I feel I can see the look on your face, Kata, that you want me to be all upset on the inside that the Patriots aren't doing well. I never had any inclination of them going to the super bowl or being contenders or anything. Whatever prediction I put, I think I had them at what 10 and 7 this year was on the high side. I don't know. I'm excited for what the future holds for New England. Although I I mean I'd love to hear I'd love
1: to hear your thoughts because I'm sure you have them. Mike. I I agree. I'm not like I'm not like next year's the year, but like I think Mac Jones is is at worst capable which is that best better than most people in the league. Um, I think, I think uh, Bill Belichick spent a lot of money on defense and everyone was like, Oh, it's going to be lit. And I, I looked at the people he got. and I went, it's going to be fine. Like I, I, I think that, you know, the defense is defense, good enough. Defense is, is good. The defense is good.
0: I don't know. Even if,
3: and even if they just got, they just got rid of a uh, Stefan Gilmore.
0: Mm-hmm. He's going back home.
3: He is going back home to Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great that the, the, the Panthers get a former defensive player of the year, but they also get a guy who is hurt can't restructure a contract and would probably lose a foot race to Tom Brady at this point.
1: (laughs) Not to Tom Brady.
0: (laughs) Well, he said it. He actually came out and said, I believe he said in a press conference today that um, had the Patriots actually released him, he still probably would have signed with Carolina. Someone, someone's out there believing in him and I'm all for it. Good for him. Any,
3: anybody, but Tampa. That's all I'm, that's all I'm worried about.
0: So, so here's a question for you. Do you, um, like low key as like a, do you find yourself rooting Tampa on?
2: Not at all. No. Mm-mm.
3: It's, really? it's the worst thing in the world. I find I, it, it feels like there, it feels like I'm rooting for the Yankees. Oh, it's awful.
2: Mm-hmm. I hate
3: it. My, my catchphrase for the last few years has been "Ha, Eat shit,
2: Tom.
1: Yeah, I just. I appreciate that. I know a lot of people that switch from Patriots to Bucks fans, and I think they're lame. I do too. Like, where,
3: where's your loyalty to your team?
1: You know, yeah. Like, like you're, we're, you're we're a we're Tom the,
3: Brady fan. Like, grow right. Up. We're we're the New England Patriots, not the New England Brady's. Like, like I I I don't understand this. How my my thing is, I'm on the side of hating him because I'm I'm about like team loyalty, whatever. All of this. Tampa bullshit all the stuff that happened before the New England game if he is to ever retire and if he signs if he ends up signing like a one-day contract
2: and retiring a Patriot all of this will have been worth it for me and if he doesn't then we'll see where we're at probably I'll probably
3: have the same opinion of him I do now just like god damn it you're you suck I hate you his it's loyal. like, it's like, it's like, it's like LeBron, you know, you hate playing against him, but you'd love it if he was on your team.
2: Yeah. Shame. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for what the future holds for
3: the Patriots. They are like one or two pieces away from being really good. They are. They're one, they're one big receiving threat, probably another defensive
2: piece away from being, being really good. Mm. I buy that. That wouldn't shock me too much. All right, all right, Andrew. I got two more things I want to do with you before we let you go.
0: First, um, oh, I'm,
3: I'm I'm
0: here to stay. I live here now. Yeah, good. <laughs> 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 and you're never leaving again.
3: <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to stay in this in this little pod. Uh, until you guys decide to rejoin next week, <laughs> I don't
1: leave. I sit in here and wait for Kata to get back. I'll be here with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I, st- I shot him a uh, text at. I think it was. Um, we started recording at about five forty five. I shot him a text at like five thirty five, and I was like, "I'm logging on," and he's like, "I've been here.
1: I'm just waiting for you." I literally <laughs> was sitting was here, like, and she's like, so "I'm coming," sorry. and I'm like, "Like whatever, fake." <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Um, I just want to do, a, a, I, I promised we'd talk mostly about football, and I feel like we have quick hit on baseball. Obviously, my Yankees um, blew it uh, this week with the Red Sox. Imagine,
3: imagine paying three, getting paid $325 million to get slapped out of a playoff game at Fenway Park in two innings. You hate to see it.
0: Ratings bonanza. Apparently, 20% of TVs in Boston had that game on.
3: That checks. I wasn't one of them. I didn't watch the game.
0: I, I I honestly didn't either. I, I have seen highlights since. Um, not that they're my, favorite, my favorite. thing,
3: however, though I don't know if you've heard any of um, John Sterling's uh, uh, radio calls of particularly of the Stanton single where he does the it is high, it is far, it is gone, and the ball you know hits twelve feet off the wall, and then there's some silence after he says a Stantonian home run and stands at first base, and Sterling goes, well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> the it was it was really funny um yeah i i know a lot of people were also pissed at the espn simulcast of the game because they just thought that matt festers and alex rodriguez were you know they really this game didn't go the way that they thought it would go you know Arod was very pissed you know an out before the, the the yankees are down to the last out and he goes garrett cole's gonna win the cy young next year like okay chill
0: I, I haven't the little bit of baseball that I've watched this season. I haven't liked
2: A. Rod in the booth at all.
3: Mm-mm. I think he's yeah. I mean, I just think he's a terrible person.
2: Terrible, oh yeah, he's the worst player. He's the worst. Yeah. Sorry about
0: J
3: Lo. Um, no, I I, I didn't. I, I didn't watch the game. Um, I felt that I would uh, if I watched, I jinx it. So if you if you don't watch and they lose, great. You didn't have to watch your team do that. And if you if you um, if you don't watch and they win, then great. More baseball to watch.
0: But I. I... Aside from that, I, I have a question for you guys. I learned about something this week. It is the weirdest thing that I never knew about. And I'm sure I, part of me really, truly feels that, that Andrew knows about this.
2: But I'm not positive. Have, have, you, have either of you ever heard of the congressional baseball game? I knew you would.
1: No, but like, in the fact that I just heard about it like last week.
2: Mike, like,
0: Mike, have you heard of the congressional baseball game?
1: I don't think I understand it, but I have heard of it. That's okay.
3: exactly what you. Th- it's exactly what you think it is. There was, I re- I saw an at bat of, uh, Ossoff from Georgia. Right. Yeah, I saw an at bat from him. Who else did I see?
2: Uh, Lindsay Lindsey,
3: Lindsey Graham was another one that I saw an at bat from.
0: So, for our listeners, let me give you a little o- overview. Um, this is this game has been played every year since 1909 amongst members of Congress. These days it's played at Nationals Park and it's played for charity. Um, those charities include the Washington Literacy Center, the Boys and Girls Club Center of Greater Washington, and the Washington Nationals Philanthropies, and also the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. Um, these are all obviously D.C.-based charities. I'm surprised I have not heard of this game before now because... Apparently, in 2017, the day before the event, a gunman opened fire on Republican members of Congress who were practicing for the game, and four people were shot, including some very, very high-profile politicians. The gunman was killed by Capitol Police, and the FBI has since classified it as domestic terrorism. After that, um, C-SPAN decided to televise the game that year in 2017. And uh, this year, actually, FS1 joined on and televised it too, which my reaction to that is, yeah, okay, sure, let's just show these non-athletes competing and not women's sports whatsoever, but okay. Uniform-wise, back in the day, they were playing or they had, you know, Republican or Democrats. the Republicans versus the Democrats who play every year. Um, And these days, uh, the players wear uniforms of their state's pro teams, pro baseball teams, or college teams of their congressional districts, which I think is kind of cool. Sometimes the president goes, this year Biden went. So did Nancy Pelosi. Uh, There were some really great tweets of her reactions in the bullpen, like videos, very funny. The Republicans won this year, and they have a winning record, even though it's tight. The the record is 43 Republicans, 42 Democrats, and a tie.
3: It's probably enough to win the electoral college though for the Democrats.
0: Well, you know, I that's I was going to say, though, somehow the Republicans winning just kind of makes sense to me. And I can't figure out why.
3: Well, that's how it's always been in history. Nobody likes the Democrats because they lose all the time.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. I also like I I have this thought beckoning back to me. Um, My father once
2: said the stupidest players he's ever interviewed were baseball players. That checks. I mean, I don't know. I don't
0: know if it does or not. I don't know. Anyways, um, I just, I had no idea that this was a thing. And until Pat McAfee tweeted about it and was calling play-by-play for it in his living room. And it blew my mind. Here's something I think Andrew might not know.
2: There is also a congressional soccer match. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: newer. It started in 2013 and they didn't play last year because of COVID. Um, I don't know what the plan is for this year. Uh, The defending champions are also the Republicans. But uh, yeah, politicians doing the sports things, playing with the sports balls.
3: See, politicians back in the day were actual like athletes, like would beat the shit out of you athletes. Like Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler, like an actual pick you up by your neck and swing you around,
2: wrestler.
0: And that's how they decided on our laws.
2: hmm mm-hmm. Yep, it's true.
0: Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, kids.
3: More more, more federal funding, less defense spending, and ding,
1: ding, ding, and they just come out. More us- fisty cups.
0: It's very DIY of them. Fuck, Fuck like military and police presence. Let's just fight it out ourselves.
3: Or should would get done? We definitely would have more meatheads being elected to Congress if that was the case.
0: Yeah, but if like- everything, If
3: everything was decided by like feats of physical strength.
0: And you know, my, my immediate reaction when you said that was,
2: where's the, the meathead representation in Congress? And then at the same time, I was like, uh, yeah, that's there. Yeah, I don't think I need to say any more about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: kind of says itself right there. On this, on the, on the Zoom call, everybody kind of just like shut the book <laughs> and looked out the window. Like <laughs> this, just
1: in Urban Meyer running for a Congress. Uh... Oh my god! <laughs> ba,
0: bum, bum, bum. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I'm literally dead. Um Andrew. Before we let you go, look, it's been a while since we talked, buddy. On particularly on on the air, and uh, just a lot's happened in the last year or so. And so I want to. Um, do some quick takes with you just Hit quick me. quick immediate reaction to some things that have have been either memefied or have been trending or just big topics that have happened in the last year you ready sure i am go ahead all right um first what's your social anxiety level at these days on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most anxious oh jesus
3: seven probably okay. always
0: jesse palmer will be the new host of the bachelor franchise
3: um cool i'm in a survivor pool now
0: Oh, the hot guy! Oh, the hot guy from college
3: football on ESPN. Yes. Oh, good for him. That's great.
0: Yeah. Also, a former quarterback, but it's fine. Sure. I sent you this one already. John Gruden allegedly heard the Notre Dame fight song in his head when he lost his virginity.
3: That's oh, the best goddamn thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's posted on like a yellow thing, and I think I said, "Screw the um, play like a champion today sign." I'm going to print that out and slap that on the way, on my way out to the football field because that's funny.
0: Then I'm going to skip ahead. Then, uh, uh, what? Are you watching Ted Lasso?
3: I'm going as Ted Lasso for Halloween.
2: I'm growing a mustache as we speak. Good. Yes, of course. Good. Will you ever put mayonnaise in your coffee? What? Who the hell came up with that? Hellman's is recommending Who came up with that question. Hellman's, Hellman's is, is wrong. recommending That
0: that you put no. their mayonnaise in. Okay. No, um, Hellman's is wrong. Uh huh. What's something that you're really into these days that you think people don't know or care enough about?
3: Oh Jesus. Um. That's tough I'll, my my gut instinct doesn't say fantasy football but everybody everybody cares about fantasy football just running weird running running weird fantasy football leagues um god i don't know pass
2: i think vampire leagues vampire leagues that's kind of cool yeah you
3: guys, bo- you guys are both in, you guys are both in you guys are both in my vampire league
0: yeah yeah it's i really think fun. that's kind of cool people don't know enough about that no one I, I was telling people about it no one knew what it was uh who should have been named the permanent host of Jeopardy? From the get go,
2: this is a hot take. Uh, Joe Buck.
0: That's a that is
2: a scorching take.
3: Yeah, I like I like Joe Buck. I did. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought Joe Buck was good. I mean, maybe it's just because I watch a lot of sports and he's a familiar voice. Um, but yeah, Joe Buck, I thought was great.
0: Would you ever wear a hoodie under a blazer?
3: Yes. And I would feel no shame about it for the first. Uh, I would feel no
2: shame about it until someone made fun of me for it, and then I would never do it again.
0: Greg Olson in the booth, yay or
2: nay? Meh. It's about the same as having Jason Witten in the booth. I could, I could give or take. I think Greg Olson's better than Witten, but
3: okay. You know who I really love in the booth is to Talib. That man's. That man. He and Gus Johnson together, national treasure. That booth.
0: Similarly. Um, The Eli and Peyton Monday night football broadcast.
3: I haven't watched much of it, um, but I agree with Mike. I think last week you mentioned that you love like football theory and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, If I, a lot of the time I watch Monday night with people, if I wasn't watching with people, I probably would turn it on. Um, But from what I've seen, it looks, it looks fairly entertaining.
0: What's a celebrity death of the last year that rocked you harder than you might've imagined?
3: Oh man, who died in the last year? Um
0: or or the last while. I, I I think
2: we won't be too picky about that. Uh Chris Cornell, I would say. Lead singer Soundgarden. Sure. Um, what's the best quarantine date that you had? What like what did you do?
3: Oh, it was Valentine's Day. Does that count? Valentine's Day of this year? I think so. Oh. Okay, yeah. We really... were
0: still kinda of quarantined then.
3: Yeah, it was it was cute. We went out to dinner um and we sat in like these little these like little Pods, and we had a really nice um, Italian dinner and some some wine. It was really nice. And then we went back and watched um Gardens of the Galaxy. It was a good. It was a
2: a good cute Valentine's Day. How cute! I'm dropping something in the chat. Baby Clifford or Baby Snoopy? Oh my god! Shut up!
0: Oh, <laughs> 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 oh my god, they're so cute!
3: Oh. All right, so baby Snoopy, because I know that there's that scene of, of baby Charlie Brown like meeting baby Snoopy.
0: Finding
2: Snoopy in the hay. Yeah, yeah. yep. It's
3: mm-hmm.
0: pretty
2: cool.
3: Snoop, also Snoopy grows up to be normal sized and Clifford grows up to be um, a big red nuisance. So.
0: <laughs> Yo, that live action Clifford is scary as fuck. Is Dion Warwick's
2: Twitter account just about as close as our immoral souls will get to God? Yes. No, no further comment. No further comment. <laughs> what were you thinking about during your last shower? Why the fuck I was up so early. MLB premiered their
0: first ever all-female booth this year. What's something you did for the first time recently?
3: I um, uh, actually watched um, some anime. I like, oh, actually, like, yeah. actually like sat down to like watch some anime.
0: Did you enjoy it?
3: I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. Neon Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is like
2: a beloved but confusing anime series about giant fighting robots. Sounds like something I will not be watching. Also, also
3: sorry. Also, uh, grew beard, sort of.
0: And and I wanted to ask you about that too. By the way, like you're you're. You're showing some, I've never seen you sport so much hair on your face.
3: Do you like it? Yes. No, you can be honest.
0: It's hard to tell just because of the light in your room. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as like, I'm a big fan of a little bit of shadow and a little bit of stubble in general. I think too much is too much. What's your relationship like with your landlord?
3: He's great. He's great. He actually responds to my emails and I've had some pretty shitty, this is my seventh apartment in New York city in almost five years. Um, this is the first time that I've actually had a good positive relationship with my landlord. He's great. He's responsive. He, he answers all my texts and emails and things like that. He's great.
0: And lastly, uh, what does social cause do you care a lot about right now? I'm sure there are many
2: Pick one. I I would say probably the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean,
3: it just, that's the one that I think that I think about the most often. Mm -hmm. It's just as being, as being the, the most prevalent in, in, at least my 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 world and my circle and just it's shameful it's shameful the way that you know this country has gone from uh, slavery to you know Jim Crow to segregation to the the more the more subtle the more subtle subtle things that that happen the microaggression that happen every single day and just why why aren't we better than we are why why not I mean and this is true of of most things but why why aren't we better we should be better.
0: I mean it's something that uh, obviously we as white people just you know yeah. are, need to constantly be thinking about.
2: Yeah, it's probably probably a very tepid take from me, but you know.
0: But having that consciousness is is still like super important. I mean, we can all say that we're allies, but actually doing the work to make ourselves allies
2: is, you know, yeah.
3: Yeah. I yeah. I I feel like I just tend not to be super out be, you know, super vocal with, you know, the fact that I'm I'm supportive but I do I support in in a lot of ways that I can like I donate to the ACLU every month
2: it's just it's the little things I guess that's right Mm
0: -hmm. well it's been good getting to know your last year
3: (laughs) it's been good getting to be known
0: that's that's only scratching the surface of all the crazy shit that's gone down but I figured I figured that was a good starting point and just kind of letting everybody know how you've been and and what's going through your brain and man, we've missed you. You gotta, you gotta come back more. Yeah. yeah. Just
3: I'm, I just want to say that I'm, I, uh, I've, I've been away from the show for two years and just seeing how you guys have, have taken the show and made it bloom and made it grow. And I'm just, I'm really proud of you guys. And I hope you guys are, uh, I, I hope you guys are having as much fun as, um, as I hope you are. So I hope you guys are having, I hope you guys are having as much fun as you want to be. The I
1: miss Dad. Dad, <laughs> come
0: home. <laughs> <laughs> we all miss well, Dad. We all yeah. miss Dad.
1: Yeah, it's very well, Blues I'll... Clues. It's very like Steve went to went to what was it? Uh, college, but He's apparently to college. it was war. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, and I've never forgotten you, ever. And you look great, by the way. <laughs> I and I appreciated that. I was like, I agree.
0: Whatever you're doing, it's working for you. Keep keep
2: going. That's keep, keep
1: doing it. Doing it. That's right. <laughs> yeah
3: thank you guys thank you guys so much for having me i really this is
2: this is great i'm happy to be back
0: thanks for coming and hanging with us and you're welcome back anytime i'm sure i'll be hitting you up when you know when we want to talk more crazy shit and and get into the nitty gritty of things but we really appreciate the time and and we love you we love you so 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 much
3: love you guys i love you guys
0: Welcome back everyone hope you enjoyed that wonderful wonderful interview with andrew our sweet sweet angel love of my life one of my greatest friends ever that was fun
2: i love him i know we we
0: love daddy we want him back yeah. all right so uh just get it over with
1: you're getting canceled is what's happening yes,
0: i just don't so get ready because
1: okay. I'm, I'm reporting you to the board of ethical journalism. Uh, right now, it's already happened. I feel that all the paperwork it's being sent. Tuan is carrying it there herself. Um, you, you uh, shared misinformation and you manipulated information and lost. And do you want to care to tell people what you did? Because I know you know what you did.
0: I, I,
2: I proved that you said the Eagles are a good football team. So quoting exactly I what- I
0: believe that's what I did.
2: You believe? I'm, I, I, I'm believe, looking for some... Well,
0: no, I believe that is what you are taking issue with at the moment. Which you, and, and, and you did say, in fact, that the Eagles are a good football team.
1: I said that the said Eagles, it... and I quote, looked good no matter who they played. Mm-hmm. They looked good, looked good. You want to hear the whole quote that you uh, seemingly cut out for, I don't know, maybe time, or maybe it wasn't convenient for you. Who's to say, I said, I didn't say the Eagles are going to be great this year. And you were like, you didn't say that. And I was like, I, I, I was like, no, I, I didn't say they were going to be good this year. And then you played the clip of, I think the Eagles looked good no matter who they played, which is at first already like not proving my point. First off, I said, I didn't say they looked good this year. I just said they looked good. The whole no quote. matter
0: who they played, no yeah. matter if they played any other team, they looked good. Is what that quote implied? Which right. is right. So in that
1: saying game, that
2: they looked good.
1: They looked good in that game. I didn't say they were going to be great the whole season. I said they looked good. Which you had made the big implication that I said the Eagles were going to be amazing this year. Which is not, not what I said. I just said no I matter,
2: matter who. I made that
0: perfectly clear in in the rest if the rest of last week's podcast. I'm not saying the week before. The rest of last week's podcast, I thought I made it perfectly clear that I was fully aware that you acknowledged, that you and I both acknowledged the Eagles would not be a Super Bowl team this year. I thought I made that perfectly clear. I apologize if I did not. That is all I will apologize for. I did no. not. I did not outwardly manipulate tape. I did not manipulate anything that you said. I selected the most succinct soundbite for entertainment purposes.
1: For your convenience for your narrative.
0: No, I cut, I cut a few sound bites. I cut a few and I decided that one made
1: was, was. So let's quote the full thing. Cause I said, well, I didn't think the Eagles would be very uh, like good the whole year. And you said Yeah, you sent what you said and you got all huffy about it. And then you did the, your cute little sound effect, the most effort you ever put into adding sound effect ever to prove (laughs) a point. Yeah. We all heard it. And a whole quote. I don't think I have any hot takes for the Eagles right now. I think we'll have to save it till next week. And the only reason I'm saying that is it's unfair to judge the Falcons off of week one. And um, I think the Eagles look good no matter who they played. Then you said something weird. And I said, I'm not saying the Eagles are some Super Bowl team or amazing or whatever I said. And you said, I don't believe that at all. So you, at the time, were actually putting a narrative, the one that you actually placed again last episode, on what I was saying. And I already said it in that thing that I'm not saying the Eagles are some Super Bowl team. Or amazing, or whatever I said, I made it very clear. But you love the narrative. But if we're going to actually come back to it, let's come back to it. Why not? Actually, I like it. Um, so you said because the Eagles beat the Falcons by a lot doesn't mean they're a good team. You stick by this.
2: I,
0: I did. I did say that, and I stand by the fact that I said that. Yes.
1: How bad do you think the Giants are, considering they lost to the Falcons?
2: Oh, I think they're terrible.
1: They must be the worst team in the league, then.
2: I, I'm sorry.
0: I, I didn't understand. We were. I, I'm not aware that we were going back to this debate. I thought you were still questioning my journalism ethics. In which case, I still stand by what I did. And I'm hearing a lot of he said, she said, and you are both he and she in in this narrative. So and he,
1: she, they, I, all of them. But listen your ethics off because you cut all my, my, my quotes out. And it very conveniently, might I add.
0: I, I didn't have to include anything. I decided to include it because I knew that you had said it. And I wanted that to be brought to attention.
1: You, but it gave a false narrative of what I said.
0: I, I am sorry that you feel you were misrepresented. Your was the worst
1: apology I've ever heard in my whole I am, life.
0: No, I'm very sorry that, <sighs> That you feel that I misrepresented you, you and I am. Feel- and, and I am sorry if, in fact, listeners, please feel free to weigh in. I am sorry if, in fact, I did misrepresent your opinion. I do not feel like I did, but if, in fact, you know, shoot us an email, shoot us a DM. Our handle is at UFR Vodcast. Our email is hello UFR. You know what the worst thing about this is? I'm going to have to cut like half of this conversation out because this podcast is super fucking long and I'm going to get yelled at for it.
1: It's not my fault that you got canceled for being a liar.
0: All right. Mike, what is your hot take of the week?
1: No, you do yours first. I want to do mine first. All
0: right, fine. Um, Mine (coughs) is not, mine is not football game related.
1: That's the game.
0: No, but, but it is, but it is, I think it is a hot take. What in it the is
2: game football. is football?
0: It is football player related. Oh, okay. The Baltimore Ravens tweeted a video from a press conference that was held with their cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, this week. The caption is, Marlon's bad takes continue. And the content of the video is Marlon Humphrey saying that he was not a fan of the wire. By The Wire, we're talking about the television show, the hit, right. the hit television show. Mike, have you seen The Wire? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's, it's largely regaled as the greatest television show
2: in history. I There are very few people who do not like The Wire. I am one of those people. I don't think this take was bad.
1: A lot of things in this in this podcast in this week that people care about, because I, I did hear about this. And I've been saying a lot this week, why do I care? why am I supposed to care? Why do I care if someone doesn't like the wire? Why do I care if Urban Meyer had an embarrassing lap dance? Why do I care? Like who I agree with you. I don't think I I don't think that, that I would call that like like boiling water an hour later, hot take.
0: I no, I, th- I really, I do think it's a hot take. I think it's less hot with you because you haven't seen the whole show and neither have I. Because I I mean, I did watch the whole first season. Marlon Humphrey apparently only watched a few episodes. I watched the whole first season and then some. And it just, it was not for me. It just wasn't for me. But if I I, by coming out and saying that it was not for me, I am fully prepared to get absolutely slaughtered on the internet. Which by the way, is like super brave of me. Well,
1: you're going to get slaughtered on the internet for being an unethical journalist.
0: All right. <laughs> I think this was the spiciest thing to happen over this last NFL week. And I think the the spicy thing about my bringing it up is that I agree with it. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I wish I did. I really tried. I really tried. I thought the 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 positions were there and the, I mean... You know the the direction of it, that handheld camera style. You know, it was definitely revolutionary for its time and special and well written and whatever. And it just wasn't for me. I just didn't like it.
1: I think that's fine. Okay. I think everyone can let that go.
0: Do you have a more a more pertinent football? Like I'm all football. I'm I'm done talking like on field football after this episode. Do you have something that's a little more football I
1: have a lot. I'll, I'll pick one. I think. The Aaron Aaron the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron
0: Rodgers. Call him by his name.
1: I think he'll be with the Steelers next year.
0: Wow. That's actually pretty spicy. Wow, that's the first one you gave me credit for. That's actually I that's actually pretty spicy because considering considering the fact that he is in kind of the twilight of his career. He's in the twilight of a normal football quarterback career. And his loyalty to Green Bay, not necessarily the organization, but to the fans and to the city.
2: And also considering that if you're going off of optics and history, the Steelers are probably looking to age down. I think that's I think that's a a pretty caliente take. I just don't think they're going to have the draft pick.
1: And it's this year, like we're watching college football more this year. Do you love anybody, any of the quarterbacks? Are you obsessed? Anybody that you're like crazy about?
0: No, but, but I agree. I don't think they are going to have the draft pick. So I don't think that's a consideration, but could they, could they trade? Could they make a trade? Could, you know, this is something I was thinking about earlier today too, because I heard somewhere, this is just through the record fine and I can't really identify a source, you know, It's all just background information. But I've heard the Texans are starting to feel, first off, first off, they're nervous about if they do decide to trade Deshaun Watson, they're nervous about the prospects and what they could get for him. It's not looking good. At the same time, the reason why they haven't settled on trading him is because they're kind of like, this is old news. Maybe we should just play the kid.
1: He could be in jail. I, yeah. oh,
0: oh, it's a scary prospect, but it doesn't seem like the Texans organization, which doesn't surprise me at all. Just based on their history, it doesn't seem like the Texans organization really seems to care. So, or, or at least they're starting to care a little bit less about it. So I'm looking at a player like Watson as a potential trade prospect. You know, I, I wouldn't say like the Steelers would go all out for like a Gardner Minshew or anything, but some of these players who have historically played good games and um could potentially train up a rookie if they were to get someone in like the third round
1: do you take the risk on like a third round quarterback maybe
0: i mean you give the you give a kid a shot and if he ends up just being the second string for his entire career that's fine you know that's i feel like that's a lot of the game of the nfl
1: you know yeah well like uh washington did that they they had a um they have a displacer or placeholder this year cuz they didn't have the draft pick to get anybody Um,
0: look at the the Ravens, the Ravens have, um, they got trace McSorley, I believe in the sixth round. And not that we've seen him play a whole lot professionally. He was Penn state stud quarterback. We Mm -hmm. haven't seen him play a whole lot, but when Lamar went down, I mean, he ended up going in a little bit last year and, and again, he'll, he'll likely the thing about McSorley, by the way, is that he should have been, he should have declared for the draft as a running back But he's kind of got, um, he's kind of got a a Taysom Hill vibe about him. And that's always a good guy to have as your backup. Some of these guys, some draft picks, particularly later on quarterbacks, are career backups. And that's fine. But then there are the guys who can really come through and pull their weight. And I, I I mean, I I don't really know what their strategy is. I don't know. Um, Do they still have a... Uh, do they still have what's his face? The Steelers, Mason Rudolph. Do they still have Mason Rudolph? Interesting. Still um, number two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I could see a world in which, um, I mean, it, you know, it wouldn't be like a Peyton situation where Peyton goes to makes a, another
2: big, flashy performance happen. In his second team, but I don't,
0: like, I don't see that happening with Rogers. I feel like Rogers, even if he does, I mean, if he did go to a team like the Steelers, like he'd still retire a Packer. And I don't know if that's necessarily what the Steelers want next, but I, I do think that's an interesting take. I think that's a really, really interesting take.
1: My uh, personal like selfish take to talk about the Eagles is Jalen Hurts is the best thing the Eagles have. Not to say, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is amazing and I know one of these days you're going to misquote me again, uh, but he's the best thing they have. And I'm happy to know that they probably won't get rid of him because they have other fish to fry.
2: And that's nice. He's a good quarterback. Do you think so? I think he's a good quarterback. I think he, I think he needs to be developed. I
0: I mean honestly for for a first year starting new franchise quarterback
2: I think he is doing just fine. My boyfriend is not doing well on the team. Which boyfriend? Jonathan Gannon. No, oh, all right. Yeah, Eagles defense sucks
1: yeah he's so cute though he'll stay we'll give him another year
2: thanks everyone
0: for joining us this week on under further review we're excited to have more surprises for you next week as we continue in the nfl season thanks for coming in and having fun thank you to our guest andrew our wonderful sweet andrew lemieux we love you very very much and can't wait to have you back soon and everybody we will see you next week
1: thank you jonathan gannon
0: Mike, do you, sorry, real real quick pause. Mike, do you hear that popping?
2: Yep. Shit. All right, hang on.
0: One it second. wasn't the same problem you
1: had last time.
0: No, I think I think we're good now. Yeah, I just fucked with yeah. my... my oh, I think it's just... You have part. to do
1: the boop boops and the doots and the spin spins.
2: Is yeah, what you some,
0: learned at Columbia? Something like that.
2: Yeah, you have <laughs> a degree, damn it. I know. I don't know why it's popping. We were fine for a minute there. <laughs> all right. Let's try. That's the this. name of my
1: my um my my uh my memoir. We were fine for a minute there.
0: Actually, you know what? Hang on. Let me just do this.
1: She didn't appreciate that at all. That was so good.
0: Let's why am I th- even here? Let's try this. Okay. Um so yeah, so Andrew, you host a weekly trivia game. Um and, and, oh God, for fuck's sake, what is this?
1: I didn't hear an issue. I mean, it was a little bit more italic than it has been before, but you can just do a little spin, spin, doop, doop, and it'll fix it.
2: I'm glad I don't have to worry about this anymore. Thank you, Mike. Whom am, well, who am I,
3: meeting? Who am I meeting for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <well>. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. I don't understand. Yeah. And by the way, like Mike deals with any of this, let's be honest. Um, I just
1: just tell her it's not going well. And I go,
2: (laughs) fix it. (laughs) That's, that's the signal. Just, "Mm," you know, it's not good.